Put your hands together. 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 So, yay, you did it. You arrived. What if somebody exited just then? That would be weird, because... I always wonder, like, if there's ever anybody on the wrong plane. Like, because you have to go through a bunch of different... Because they always make that, like, last. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> you guys, we got an awesome lineup. They're all backstage. They can hear you. Let's hear it for them. Awesome. Excellent. I'm feeling a little... Shitty. I'm feeling a little shitty because uh, I've been traveling a, like a crazy amount lately. Um, this last weekend, I was in five states in three days because uh, I'm, I'm doing, well, just generally comedy, generally stand-up comedy in various places. Uh, but then also, I'm opening for uh, Anthony Jeselnik in 19 cities this fall. And I only say that because that is, that's a lot, that's, 19, that's a lot of different cities. That's legitimately a large number of cities. And then also because he uh, happens to have a television show and be a pretty famous person, we're performing at, like, huge theaters, and it's exhausting a little bit. Like, it's very exciting, but also he's, like, living a lifestyle I didn't realize was a thing for comics yet. Like, I didn't know... uh, We were at a casino... Full stop. That could be part of it. That could be the full... We were at a casino. There's this casino uh, in Connecticut near no other things except for a forest. It's in the middle of a forest. Which really adds to the, like, uh, just intensity of it all. You know what I mean? Just nothing. And that, an MGM Grand! Like, just nothing. They have four restaurants, two theaters, four separate hotels. And then a forest. There's nothing else around. So who's there? Doesn't that make you wonder when you're like, how did you get here? Where did you come from? What do you usually do when you're not here? But also, like, uh, I mean, we just, like, went to the... That the show was okay. Uh, It turns out people at a casino just mostly want to... Money. They just mostly want to (laughs) money. I don't really want to hear what you have to say, especially if you're not the headliner and your name's not anywhere on the bill. And then they're like, Anthony Jeselnik! And then I have to walk out and go like, Hello! Thousands of people that don't give a shit about me! You have to listen to me for 20 minutes. That's how it goes. Um, and, uh, yeah, the show was fine, but afterwards we went to like this very fancy steakhouse at the casino. And, uh, like, just things were delivered to us. Is anybody at that point in their life here in the audience? I'm not personally. I mean, sometimes I get recognized uh, for doing stand-up comedy because I have a very specific haircut. (laughs) And I'm always wearing this jacket. So it's, like, pretty easy. You know what I mean? If you've seen me one time, you're like... Literally, I had somebody tweet me the other day, like, I couldn't remember your name, so I just looked up 
lesbian side mullet, and that was you were the first thing. <laughs> of course, it was the first thing. That's you should, that's how you find me. Yeah, you just yell that into the wind. I will come to you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not necessarily at like people bringing you stuff level. And really tall, high-backed chairs, you know? Just at a steakhouse. I'm a vegetarian, so... There's, like, that whole element of fuckage, too, where they're like, what can you bring you? What can we bring you? And I'm like, oh, nothing would be good. Nothing you have would be good. Just bring me all of it, and I won't eat it. You know, people are, like, sending us drinks that I was... I haven't even been drinking, either, and so I was just hammered on, like, a glass of wine... Which makes you a special kind of asshole when you're like, no more of this very expensive wine, please. You know. <laughs> you're a special kind of person. So that was, that was pretty cool. It's pretty surreal. It's also pretty exhausting. Um, it's also pretty intense to walk out. Like I said, I mean, I mean, it's a great gig. I'm really happy to have the job. And it's also, it's like going to the gym. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's like going to the gym and turning the treadmill up way too high. And you're like, I will have to run or I will die. That's what it's like opening for somebody who is like a slick, one-linery dude with a hair. You know, and like, he's like, oh, Like, he's going to come out and do that. And then I have to go over there and smile and be like, he's not here yet, but in the meantime, have you heard about me being engaged? You know, like, it's like this whole thing. There was a person sitting in the front row. We were in Boston the next night, and there was a person sitting in the front row, like a dude, a dude, uh, his friend. And I walked out on stage. I had not said anything yet. I had not, like, the, there was an announcer. The, an announcer, that's what you say, right? There was an announcer who said, like, blah, 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 Cameron Esposito. And then I walked out, and then the crowd, you know, cheered wildly, because look at me. <laughs> but then, they, then it died down, and then there were two dudes in front, and one of the dudes was, first of all, they were both laughing and pointing at me <laughs> and then one of the dudes was saying something and like when you're the opener part of your job is to just kind of control the situation to make sure that the headliner has a great set and so I felt like I needed to address it because uh, everybody else is being quiet and they're right up front I mean the whole thousands of people were like looking down on them and so I said hey you know what's going on with you guys what are you what are you, uh, what are you chatting about and uh, the one gentleman said uh I was just talking about how you look like a woman who doesn't sleep with men. Which is totally true. Like, if, yeah, I do. Yeah, because I'm a... Because I don't... Yep. I don't. So... What a weird fucking thing to say to somebody. So weird. Such a weird thing to say. To yet. Like, I didn't even have a chance to say my name yet. Also, I was like, fuck you, that's like half my punchlines. But also, I mean, he's clearly an ass, I think, for many reasons. One is, like, you, nobody needs to yell. First of all, it's like, two, it's like there's a couple different things going on. Clearly, he thinks he's insulting me um, by just describing to me what I actually am. Like, that's what's weird about it. It's like, you look so gay! Legitimately gay person? Like, that's a really weird thing to yell. <laughs> I know that sometimes straight comics talk about how upset they are if somebody calls them gay. Like, straight male comics will talk about, like, oh, this dude called me the F word. I was so upset about it. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, if somebody calls me that, I just have to say, agreed! You know, like, there's no... <laughs> and I also don't... It's not, like, a negative thing because I, I'm happy about my life. So it's just weird to me that in their mind, it's, like, such a slam still. 
Like, it, like I just feel like it's like that's really gay is one of the only things where that's still like you can't walk up to a black person and be like, hi, you know, black person. There's other words you can say, but uh, you can't just you can't just acknowledge that they're black and have that be the slam. Like you know, you can say other words. It's not just like you look like a black person. That's a black person. Yeah, I'm totally a black. What are you talking about? Totally a black person. And also, like that. I think I was especially upset about it because it's like I'm not even. I'm not number one. I don't care if you don't like what you see. Like, and this is not for you. Like, specific. Like in his mind, he still was like. She's going to need to know whether I want to sleep with her, even though she's not interested at all. Like, I am so important in my own fucking mind at this moment that I have to tell this lesbian, not interested. <laughs> so arrogant. So rude, too. So rude. I just feel like it's, I feel like that's another thing that, you know, like, I guess I'll speak for all gays when I say we're fine. We're fine. We don't want to sleep with you. Like all the men in the audience, you guys can totally relax. If you were in their mind going like, I don't know if I can listen to her jokes because I'm not sure whether or not I want to sleep with her or whether she wants to sleep with me, the answer is no, I don't. And also irrelevant. Irrelevant. It's not even part of the thing we're talking about. It's like when I like when straight guys are like, "How much money would it take for you to give a guy a blowjob?" Like that's something that seems to come up for straight guys a lot, and I'm always like, "Ah, come up, yeah." Um, I'm always like, "What? How special do you think you are? How special do you think your mouth is? That all these gay dudes that could have like consensual, wonderful blowjobs." from a gay man's mouth are like, no, 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 no. I want your stupid mouth. I want your ugly bearded mouth with like a disgusting straight man's beard around it. Just a straggly, unkempt straight man's beard. Because it's always unkempt straight men that always are like, I don't know how much it would take for me to suck a dude's dick. Like, who are you? I don't know, it would take, a, it would take like, uh, like $10,000. You would do it. You would do it for like 10, you'd do it. Also, like, who cares? No, no one is evaluating. No one's walking around, 10,000? I would pay 10,000 for your mouth. I'm sorry, did you not understand what I meant? 10,000, just offering in this coffee shop. <laughs> so I'm a little sleepy tonight, but I know you guys are already great. You're wonderful. I like you so much. What a wonderful crowd you are. I love you. You're beautiful. Great, great people. Do I look pretty gay, guys? It's all right. Do I look pretty gay? Yeah, on purpose. Because that's my community, you know? So, I was on a bus coming back from the airport to the, to the place where I parked my car last night, and there was an amazing woman on this bus. She was amazing. Because there was this dude with like a very weirdly shaped bag sitting next to her. She was in her mid-50s. And she turned to that guy and she goes, I've been trying to figure out what's in your bag! And he goes like, oh yeah, I guess it's kind of a weird shape, huh? Well, it's a fishing bag. 
and there's a boom microphone in here. And she goes, oh my God. So would you record the fish so you can find them? <laughs> and then he goes, oh no, it's just like this is a great bag for carrying a microphone. It like fits it really well. And then she, like, oh my God, I can't even tell you. She, she, have you ever watched two people have a conversation and one of them is not getting it and you almost want to be like, she's not getting it, sir! She's not getting it! Like, because he goes, no, it's just incidental that this bag, it just fits the microphone well. And she's like, oh my God, so what's your favorite thing to record? Sharks? I swear to God she asked him if it was sharks. I swear to God she asked him if it was sharks. And he was like, no, like, um, silence, really. Do you get how amazing that is? She was talking to him on public transit, and he, he said silence, and she goes, ha, yeah, me, I love silence. Pause, pause. Sounds of silence, that's a great Simon Garfunkel song. I swear she said that! Just kept this conversation going. She was like, so what do you work mostly underwater? That's the next thing she said! He was like, no, like land. It's like, sir, she thinks you record fish. It's a bag. She didn't get over it. <laughs> this went on for like 10 minutes before he finally, I think, realized what was going on. He turned to her and said, oh, no, this is a microphone that has nothing to do with fish. She goes, oh, so you do Foley? Like, in that, like, I love that then, do you get how awesome that is? Then she tried to, like, add a Hollywood word in at the very end. Like, after being like, oh, do you record sharks? Which I think are silent. She still was trying to say, oh, you do Foley? <laughs> Which is basically, I mean, I don't know. I love it. I loved it. It was amazing. She was the best. She was the best. I don't know where that woman is right now, but I know she is a therapist. <laughs> because she also said that on the trunk. <laughs> so whoever is therapist that is, if that if you've ever if that sounds familiar, uh, stop going to her. I think she is not getting it. <laughs> you guys, are you ready for some show? Are you ready for some show? You have been wonderful, and we have great comics. Let me one more ounce of energy for me. Are you ready for some show? Oh, you're wonderful. Hey, this first comic, so glad we finally got him on. He's an LA comic. I love him so much. Let's hear it right now for Alan Strickland-Williams, guys. Give it up for Alan. Let's hear it for Cameron, guys. How's everybody doing tonight? I like that response, the woo. It only works in a show-type environment. Never walking down the street. Hey, Gary. How you doing? Woo! My wife left me. Hello, my name is Alan Strickland-Williams, and I'm going to tell you 19 jokes. Here we go. I'm working on a new paradigm shift in police interrogation techniques. It's called Good Cop, Rad Cop. Good Cop comes in, he says, hey, here's a cup of coffee and a cigarette. We're going to get through this. Rad Cop comes in, he goes, hey man, here's a joint and a pizza, then we're going on a water slide. <laughs> One thing I like to do 
is allowed to get really high and then go on Google Maps and go to that street view and just drive. <laughs> See what's out there in that great big world of ours. I'm originally from Florida. A lot of people don't really understand Florida, so here's an analogy I like to use to explain it. If America is the Walmart, then Florida is the McDonald's inside the Walmart. <laughs> also, China owns most of Walmart in that situation. Anyone here uh, drinking tonight? Yeah? yeah? Just one lonely guy. <laughs> a little piece of advice for you guys. Uh, pick this up. Beer before liquor. Never been sicker. Red wine before bourbon. I am a full-blown alcoholic. <laughs> I have a problem that rhyming can't solve. <laughs> if you're ever driving home late at night, you'll see those signs that hang over the highway. They say, uh, please report drunk drivers. Wish I were a millionaire so I could put up my own signs right after them. They just say, nah man, be cool. <laughs> just trying to get home. <laughs> just gotta sleep in my own bed, man. You know how it is. <laughs> there any uh, true degenerates out there? Anyone ever uh, take a beer in the shower? Anyone ever take so many beers in the shower it turns into a bath? <laughs> ever take so many beers in the bath it turns into tomorrow? <laughs> Guys, I live my life by one simple motto. Work hard, play hard. <laughs> Whether I'm at the office or just hanging out with friends, I always have a boner. <laughs> come on, come on board. Uh, they say in prison you're not supposed to drop the soap. But every time I do, I have the most amazing sex. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Fool me once, go fuck yourself. <laughs> don't want to be fooled at all. <laughs> My girlfriend's really into role playing, uh, which is fine, but I'm a little worried because the role I got last night was man number three. <laughs> Man number three. I feel pretty comfortable here. I'm going to come out and say it. Uh, I'm a proud member of the LGBT community. That's right. I'm loving God big time. <laughs> loving God big time. Just read a biography about uh, Gandhi. Everyone knows that Gandhi, you know, fasted 
uh, for Indian independence from the British, right? But the biography, I didn't know this, uh, Gandhi was a notorious womanizer. That's true. Uh, Gandhi actually got tons of pussy, but he'd never eat it. You guys don't want to think about Gandhi eating pussy? History lesson. Um, a lot of times guys will uh, nickname their penis. I did this actually. Uh, when my penis is hard, I call it The Rock. And when it's flaccid, I call it Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I'm working on a uh, movie idea. It's like Footloose, but with wolves. And I don't mean that there are wolves in place of the humans. I just mean there's an added element of fear due to all the wolves. <laughs> it's called Dances with So Many Wolves. <laughs> do a few impressions for you guys. This first impression is of... Um, Napoleon Bonaparte posing for his goofy portrait. There we go. Napoleon Bonaparte posing for his goofy portrait. This next impression <laughs> is of a suicide instructor. It's a suicide instructor. Here we go. All right, let me show you the ropes. <laughs> this next impression is of a guy whose wife cheated on him with Bagger Vance. Was he bagger than me? <laughs> it's the best bagger van joke you'll hear all night. <laughs> Ladies, any pill is a birth control pill if you take enough of them. <laughs> I'll leave you guys with this. I would never name my kid Junior. I think there's something kind of cruel about that. But I would name him the return of Alan Strickland Williams. <laughs> Been a great audience. Enjoy the rest of the show. Here for Cameron. GTA 5. Got it. Okay. I didn't... How is it? Great. Yeah? I don't, I don't really super play video games, but I know people are feeling excited about that game. Does your avatar look like you? Is that what you call it? I don't understand. Your little guy? You know, the guy who shoots people? Does he shoot people? No, I bet he steals cars. Oh, both. 
Is that what makes it so grand? <laughs> tough, tough crowd, right? Specifically there. Ah, that's amazing! Wow, good job out of you. Did, what did you do today? You went to school. What are you studying? It's complicated. You probably shouldn't be studying that then. If you can't even say what it is, there are not a lot of jobs in that field. <laughs> Try me. What is it? Clinical laboratory science. That is not complicated at all. That says exactly what that is. I get it. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Bunsen burners, right? Beakers, but like in a clinic. You know what I mean? Like a meth. You're like in a methadone clinic, but you're. But beaker the Muppet is there, right? That's your job, right? Okay. You're beaker the Muppet, right? That's what I was trying to say. You're studying to be beaker, the Muppet, and. Bunsen Honeydew is going to be there, and uh, okay, cool. Well, that's great. Uh, how far along in your clinical laboratory studies are you? A month. Shit, that's not very clinical at this point. You haven't been in the lab too much, am I right? Mostly in class at this point? You work at the children at the children's hospital. Oh, like helping very sick kids? No, I work in the blood bank. You work in the blood bank, so that's not. You don't see them. Yeah, so they don't exist. <laughs> That's the best. You know that blood came from kids, right? You know that? <laughs> well, this blood has cancer, I guess. <laughs> Did I mention I've been on the road with Anthony Jeselnik? I just have a whole new attitude now. A lot of kid cancer jokes. Okay. Well, that's that's... That's good. How's it going? Are you liking it? Are you liking your studies one month in? Okay. How, how long do you have? A year and a half. A year and a half. Nothing. That'll be over in the drop of a beaker. <laughs> Fly by like a test tube. You know what I mean? Is that a thing? Probably not. Okay. Let's hear it for these two people. Yeah. All right, yo. Let What? I'm sorry, I'm too tired. I didn't mean to say, all right, yo. I've never said that in my life, not to a friend. Certainly not on a bus. So sorry about that. If you can cut that from the podcast, that'd be great. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Okay, so this next dude, hilarious comic. First time on the show, so we're going to go nuts for him. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Matt Goldich, guys. Give it up for Matt. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. I was backstage. I've never heard anybody describe their college major as it's complicated. I uh, thought you were talking about the movie, maybe. I, uh, yeah, we spent, spent a whole semester studying uh, Meryl Streep's Kitchen. And, uh, really nice. I, uh, I'm a... Oh, I saw it. I'm a... Uh, I'm a married man. I uh, was having lunch with my wife at a restaurant not too long ago, and uh, this actually happened. The waitress comes up to us, and she says, uh, Can I get you ladies anything? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) still got it, you guys. Still got it. 
I'm not dead yet. Just a lesbian, apparently. That's how my life is going. We don't have kids. A lot of my friends have kids. Uh, people post way too many uh, photos of their kids on Facebook, I think. Uh, you know, one photo is fine, but like dozens and dozens of photos is too many. I've started to get back at people who post too many photos of their kids on Facebook. I've just started posting uh, status updates about how much sleep I got the night before. I'm like, really? Danielle uh, lost her first tooth? That's amazing. I got nine and a half hours last night. Yeah. I didn't even think I was tired. I don't know, but uh, didn't have to wake up for anything, so it's going good. Have you guys ever uh, Googled anything on your phone um, just because you were too lazy to lean forward and Google it on your computer? Is that, else there? Is that just me? I've been getting a lot of uh, selfies from my mom recently. And uh, first I was concerned. Then I realized that she was trying to take a picture of my dad. She was just holding the camera the wrong way. So they're not very good with technology. That's fine. I, uh, I was babysitting this summer for my uh, little nephew, who's like four. And uh, I had the whole day I didn't know what to do. And my sister-in-law said, just take him to a movie. I said, I don't know what movie I would do. I don't know anything about kids' movies. What do you take a kid to? She said, just go by the title. Just pick something that sounds like a kids' movie. Uh, big mistake. Oh, man, I should not have taken my nephew to see uh, Fruitvale Station. Uh, I don't know. I thought it would be like Ringo Starr as a conductor or something. You know, animated apples and pears. It was much different than what I expected. So... I saw this movie uh, called uh, The Place Beyond the Pines, and uh, that was a really good movie. And there's this very dramatic scene with uh, Ryan Gosling where he's, uh, he's watching his son, who he's never met, get baptized, and uh, he just starts crying right there in the church. And uh, that's, this is an interesting fact I learned, is how Ryan Gosling uh, made himself cry during that movie, is uh, he thought to himself, uh, what if I wasn't Ryan Gosling? That... Uh, <laughs> Just tears streaming down his face. It's a good acting technique that only works for him. So uh, don't try that in your acting classes, you guys. Um, I am not a man like Ryan Gosling. I, I'm not uh, manly. I'm not a man. I go to Home Depot, and uh, not only am I not uh, manly enough to complete any of the home improvement projects... I'm also uh, too much of a wuss to talk to any of the Mexicans in the parking lot to get to do it for me. I'm not. Nothing is getting done in my house. I can't. Uh... So, all right. Someone gasped. It's not like I said anything bad. It's a thing that... Yeah, okay. There's a good tip, you guys. If you go to the store, Marshalls, any child you find in there is, is yours to keep. That's, uh, that's corporate policy. Not many people know that. So, uh, yeah. I'm glad that uh, uh, more and more places are legalizing uh, gay marriage. I think that's really good. And uh, I think that everybody should be allowed to get married. You know, straight people 
gay people. I think the only people that should not be allowed to get married are uh, straight women who refer to their gay friends as my gays. That really annoys me, and uh, I think those people should be uh, lonely for the rest of their lives. But there's this, there's this terrible organization that's called uh, One Million Moms. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're uh, this organization that protests any time uh, gay people get any uh, rights. And uh, terrible organization... And uh, not a great name, either, One Million Moms. I think, I don't know about you guys, I'm Jewish. To me, that sounds very annoying, uh, One Million Moms. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know anybody, it doesn't really matter what your religion is, who's ever been like, you know what, uh, before I make up my mind on this issue, let me get the opinion of one million people exactly like my own mother. I think that's really going to clinch it for me, so... There's a marketing issue there, that's what I'm trying to say, in addition to their hateful views. So it's a dual problem, I think. I uh, drive a lot here, obviously, and uh, I, I'm kind of a scared driver. I, I, I'll pull out into a parking lot, and uh, I'll pull over those spikes that say, uh, do not back up over these spikes. Those are terrifying, aren't they? I'm scared to even drive forward over those spikes. And I get so scared that I have like weird thoughts in my head, like what if I forget which way is forward and which way is backward? <laughs> is this backward? I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm doing right now. I like when you uh, uh, valet park your car. And uh, it sounds very fancy, by the way. I don't know if people from out of town say, oh, a valet parked my car. But, like, it's a thing that you do all the time here in L.A. because you have to. So you valet your, park your car, and uh, you come back in your car, and the seat is all different. Like, the position is wrong, and, like, the things have changed around. And it's like, well, good, sir. The important thing is that you're comfortable for the 30 seconds that you were in here. I'm glad you figured that out. I was uh, driving... Uh, in a car recently I saw a really bad car accident you know and uh, every time I see a really bad car accident I'm always reminded that you should never text and drive you know because if you do you might be looking down at your phone and miss getting to see a really bad car accident <laughs> and uh, that's something you'll regret for the rest of your lives you guys so don't text and drive I uh when I moved to LA and I had to buy a car a couple of years ago, I uh, I never owned a car before. I don't know anything about cars. I'm clearly not the kind of guy who knows about cars. Like I'm the kind of guy who is just extremely Jewish, and uh, I usually almost fall down the stairs trying to take off a sweater. That's like me. I'm just awkward. So I uh, the guy starts telling me about the uh, engine of the car. And uh, he goes, you know, only uh, two cars have this engine. It's this one and the Porsche 911. And it's like, oh, my God, what a coincidence that the other car that happens to have this engine is a really expensive sports car. Uh, it does make you wonder what happens if you go to the Porsche dealership. <laughs> if they're like, you know, well, only two cars have this engine. It's this one and the Hyundai Accent. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why we gave them the technology. Seems like we should have held on to that one for ourselves. Probably could have sold a few more Porsches in retrospect. All right, you guys, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the show.
awesome. Hey, we are going to keep the show right on rolling. This next dude, he taped uh, a set on Conan today that'll be airing tonight. So you guys can go home after the show and you can go watch that. And then you can feel like heroes in your own lives. Just like how up to date you are with understanding who's important and like famous. And you're like, oh, I signed for $5 just live and stuff. But then it was great to see him on Conan as well. You know what I mean? Just kind of feel the power of that. So guys, let's hear it right now from Mr. Mike Lawrence. Give it up for Mike. Yeah, it was uh, it was really sad because I, I was panic eating right before and I ate like five red velvet cupcakes. And this is a face that really shows red velvet cupcake when you eat them. You know, there's no fucking hiding. And uh, the, the makeup lady was like, wait, wait. And I was like, no, I want them to know who I am. I want them to know. This is the face of comedy. Oh, oh, oh I need this. Oh, I need face me, Sparta. You know, it's fucking off. This is cool. Uh, it's fun. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not very healthy. You know, like <laughs> velvet is the healthiest thing I've put in my body. Uh, if I, if I ate, ate actual velvet, it would be better than when I put a bugle inside of a combo. That's what I normally do. They're fucking. Um, but uh, here's how I know I'm not healthy. I was at the grocery store recently. I was pushing my shopping cart. The shopping cart at the grocery store let me borrow, not the one you think I own. And... In it, all I had was candy, ice cream, potato chips, and soda. This little boy looks at my shopping cart, and then he looks at his mom, and he goes, Mama, why can't we have that man's shopping cart? And she just looks at him and goes, Because I love you. Then you love when, like, there's a whole empty row. and Doesn't it feel like this was, like, reserved for, like, a Brazilian soccer team who got, like, stranded in the Andes and are eating themselves right now? Like, in memoriam, you know? <laughs> this was, this is, each one of these chairs represents one of the members of En Vogue, right? And if you're not laughing at that joke, you're never going to get it. Never going to get it. No, not this time. I uh, I do I do I, I, I'm fucking I'm a huge nerd I'm a big pop culture guy I'm so fucking pissed about Ben Affleck as Batman oh my god that is my Syria alright that is the fucking worst I don't understand it but I know it hurts me it's the fucking worst and Ben Affleck being cast as Batman fills me up with all the anger and emotion he's never been able to portray on screen Fucking, dude, I, like, if, you, if you cast him as Batman after his work in Daredevil, that's like if Hitler had won another election after the Holocaust. <laughs> you know, never forget. Uh, fucking worst. And, <laughs> and I, I, I hated Man of Steel. That movie was fucking awful. That movie grabbed my childhood by the neck and snapped it. Uh, fucking... Hey, he's such a fucking douchebag in that movie, right? I don't want to see a Superman movie where he looks like he's going to fist a chick the entire time. Just a Mountain Dew drinking, O'Doyle rules yelling piece of shit. Fucking Papa Roach listening asshole. Terrible. 
And this is how people justify it. They're like, well, this is Batman for modern era. This is today's Batman. Yeah, I would accept that if he still didn't work for a newspaper company. All right? That's like if you do a Batman movie where he wears a YOLO shirt, shoots people in the kneecaps, and then goes back to his job at Blockbuster Video. <laughs> Those who do not rewind are the least kind of them all. I, uh, I, I just I love pop culture. I, I was thinking about this, like, I, I love the Lion King. It's fucking great. Um, but why was it that, the you know, so the two, you know, parents, you know, the king and queen of Pride Rock had a, a son named Mufasa, and he, you know, grew up to be the king. And then uh, they were surprised that the brother named Scar was a villain. Like... <laughs> How shitty are you lion parents that your kid comes out with, like, facial scar and that's what you name him after? And like, these are my sons, Timothy and Clef Palette. You know? Don't hurt Timothy, Clef Palette. I shall practice my curtsy. Uh, bullshit. You were, you were awing because of the inaccurate portrayal of how a person with a cleft palate in it. Someone's like, wow, Walter White from a possible season six of Breaking Bad is being really insensitive towards people with cleft palates right now. I know, that's what I look like, right? Fucking Jesse! Um, imagine Walter White doing stand-up. You know, knock, knock, who's there? It's me, I am the man who knocks. That's how, that's how the show ends. He's going to, you know, create, uh, become a lucrative stand-up comedian. It's going to be really hacky, just doing jokes about his son. Oof. Um, yeah, we're all holding it in, but come on. <laughs> you, know, you know if that guy didn't actually have cerebral palsy, he'd be winning all the Emmys. You realize that. That's how Hollywood works. Um, I found your limit, and I pushed it. Fair enough. It's Okay. I want you back. Uh, or at least die trying. I'm poor. We, we got any poor people here tonight? What, what, what do you do? Oh, yeah. It ain't going to get better anytime soon. <laughs> you haven't even gotten your first student loan yet, huh? Winter is coming. It's not going to be good. Let me get, I'm poor. I realize the difference between rich people and poor people is that rich people just constantly talk about the amazing things that they've done in their life, while poor people just constantly talk about the realistic things they hope to achieve someday. Like a rich person will be like, and then we went to Paris and had some croissants. And then we went skiing in the Swiss Alps. You've never been? And then a poor person will be like, I don't know how. And I don't know when, but one of these days, I'm going to go to a hospital. <laughs> the best is my performer in New York can do that for European audiences. They're like, I don't get it. And it's like, because you don't have to. <laughs> I am... Um... <laughs> I like, I like reality shows like, like Duck Dynasty and Swamp People and Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. They should be called reality shows. Here's a new name for them. Pornography, right? Because that's all it is. They're just shows about poor people doing sad shit that rich people can masturbate to. That's all. Oh, yeah. Eat that, skitty. You know? 
Because people are always wondering, are the people on those shows being made fun of? Yes, they are. Here's how you know. If your characters are speaking in English the entire time and their words still appear as subtitles at the bottom of the screen, you're being made fun of. I... Uh, I'm really, this is how poor I am. I worked at McDonald's for seven years. All right, I'm a fucking soldier. I served this country. <laughs> One billion people. Uh, I ate so much food there, I have a purple heart. All right? <laughs> One of my coworkers was a guy named Gerald. He was 48 years old, fresh out of prison. He worked at the McDonald's five days a week from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Then he went over to work at the Pizza Hut five days a week from 3 p.m. to midnight. And one time, Gerald showed up at the McDonald's in his Pizza Hut uniform, and he just looked at all of us and said, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I never fucked up this bad in my life. <laughs> there is a thing called perspective. I don't, I don't drink at all. I don't smoke at all. I don't do any of that shit. You know why? Because I'm a role model, and I want to prove to kids that you can be a fuck-up on your own without anybody's help. Yeah. I get to look in the mirror every day and say, I earned this. The, the joke is that I own a mirror. Uh, but I feel I feel bad for alcoholic fathers. I had one, you know. My, my my dad was a great fucking drunk. People talk about my dad's alcoholism the way they talk about the Beatles. Oh my God, you should have seen it live. But I feel bad. There's no positive portrayals of alcoholics in beer commercials. You'll never see a beer commercial where there's a guy and he's like, "I wasn't really there for my son, but when I was, I drank Dos Equis. He is the most negligent dad in the world. Stay shitty, my friends. Because people always ask me, like, you've never drank in your life? You don't have any, like, crazy, sad-ass drunk stories? I'm like, yeah, all of yours. And I have to remember them. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. Don't you love when a comic says it? I will leave you with this. My father's locket. Avenge me. What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Don't expect a third one. I can't think of one. Uh, I, um, I, uh, when I was a boy, boys would ask each other weird, perverted questions all the time. This is a question boys always ask each other. Would you suck a dick for a million dollars? Would you, ma'am? He's like, oh no, confrontation at an alternative comedy show. I don't know how to prepare for this. Would you? Do you think I have the money? Do you think this is like a proposition that's happening now? Yeah, okay. Yeah. If it took you that long, you already sucked a dick in your mind. Fucking. You inceptioned a dick. Uh, would you? Yeah, would you? I like this fucking audience. More of you should have clapped when I asked who was poor, by the way, alright? Would you guys? Look at Mumford and his neglected sons. Did you guys? Okay. See, I would. Here's the problem, though. How do I itemize that on my tax forms? You know? And the other thing is, how much better would the show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire have been if that's what it was? If it was just Regis Philbin stumbling with his pants to his ankles going, Who wants to be lucky tonight? Thank you so much, guys. So Conan's on right now. Yeah. On the East Coast, which is where you, yeah. which is where you live. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, there's like really shitty service in this particular theater. Yes. So you probably can't even get any like texts or. I think emails a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some. We'll see. 
How have you been on? This is my second late night time. Yeah, on Conan before yeah. you've been. Cool. When was the last time? Uh, March of 2012. Yeah. So that's. Feels good. Yeah. I, how did it I, feel I'm different really, the second time? I feel really proud because it's like, you know, I got I got asked to do it like two weeks ago, and I was like. Can I do like two minutes of new stuff? <laughs> and they're like, sure. And that's you know, that you have to do that for yourself. Yeah. I did a half hour in that aired in May, so it's like it's imperative that I have at least two or three new minutes, you know, in, even in a five minute set, just to show that I'm writing, you know, because that's for what I specifically do as like a straight up stand up for the most part. I don't do a lot of acting or anything. I have to just have new material. And you said you think you went a minute over. Yeah. How, did anybody give a shit about that? Did anybody care? They didn't say it then, but you know who knows if yeah. you know there's a time issue. Yeah, you just gotta hope. That. Well, I hope to, I'm excited to see it, man. Good Thanks. luck. I'm sure it's gonna be great. I, I think so. Yeah, we'll see. It was fun. I missed my mark at the beginning, um, and so they had to like direct me over. You know, I had to walk like a few feet to the left, <laughs> and and uh, and then while like, they're taping. They're yeah. currently taking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Italian. You don't get a do-over. You right. know, like, can we just do this again? Like, no, you already came out. And, yeah. You know, but then you're just, you're, your thought is like, well, if I do this whole set and it's the wrong angle and they have to do it again, no one's going to laugh at these jokes. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, I know we were talking before, when you first walked in, you mentioned, like, the Ferguson set yeah. that I did, which is actually, weirdly, a moment like that, like a moment like missing the mark, or like yeah. how that ended for me where I was talking yeah. to those dudes. Like, that's actually kind of, in a weird way, what you want. Like, you don't organic. want to plan for it, but you, yeah, those moments that it's look natural. so natural, that look so real, it's like so interesting to people. And otherwise, there isn't really a story to well, just getting a late is. night set. You know what I mean? Like, and what it is, too, it's like, and it wasn't planned, but it's so funny because everyone hits the mark. Yeah. You know, so me not hitting the mark is me putting, like, this yeah, kind of your, awkward it's your stamp. Like, specific yeah. thing on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what and I mean. And Conan was like, no, keep it in yeah, because now it's going to be a little different. And, and, you know, the fear is people are like, oh, he doesn't know where the fuck to stand, you know, but it's just like, now you get overwhelmed and it's, it's humanizing. Yes, I, I mean, think, and that's where comedy is. I think now. that really works yeah. for people. I like to think you all knew I was back there and you realized that Mike didn't hear the beginning part of the show. <laughs> and you knew that I was about to come out on stage and that if you answered incorrectly, I would shame you and you'd be right. So who, I couldn't see, uh, who agreed to suck dicks? I've got a few at home. I would love to introduce you to. Oh, that is amazing. That's amazing that that happened on this show. That's amazing. I feel really good about that. So you guys, I told you it's true. I told you dudes talk about that. I can told you. I can told you. I can told you. And uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to declare that on your taxes, I think, actually. Yeah, I think you don't have to. I think you just... It's probably going to come in in cash, right? You know? So then just however many, many Twixes that buys. I don't know why I think if you've sucked a dick for money, what you'll probably spend that on is many Twixes. But it does make sense, doesn't it? In a certain way. Okay, good. Okay, I feel like, hey, how's it going over there? Yeah, oh, nothing. You're pretty chill. How's your day? What'd you do? 
You worked? What do you do for a living? You build music studios? That specific? That's it. Wow, that's amazing. Like it, like uh, pr- making, construction. yep, construction, but also like insulation, sound, sound, insulation stuff. That's a really wow. How like how many days a week do you think you're actually building a music studio? Like how long does it take to complete a music studio? A few months. A few months. Yeah. And then just on to the next music studio. Hopefully. Yeah. Wow. See, now that's a fucking complicated job. <laughs> Like, what'd you major in to get that school skill? Or, you didn't go? Hey, I need a job. Yeah, you majored in, hey, I need a job. <laughs> but you could have also majored in English. Like, you could have, you could have either, you could either have, like, not gone to high school, not gone to college, or majored in English, and all of those would have equally prepared you for that job. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, thanks for your service, you know, to the industry in general. Guys, we got two comics left. Are you, what do you think about two comics left? I know it's been a great show, and you're like, how could it get any better? These two comics! That's how it's going to get even better, because it's been wonderful so far. Hey, this next dude in from New York, hilarious, been on Conan, been on Comedy Central, you guys are going to love him. Let's hear it right now from Mark Norman, guys. Give it up for Mark. All righty. Huh? One more time for the jean jacket. Let her hear it. Yeah. Got to love the lesbians. Good time, huh? Best thing about the lesbians, the hairline. Never going away. Perfect. Beautiful head of hair. Their whole life. They've got it all. All right. Um, I should point out, I like the gays. Big fan of the gays. Any gay guys here? Yes. Oh, wow. You sure are. Holy shit. You should do uh, phone sex stuff with that thing. Holy moly. Oh, boy. Uh, you're, every, you're every frat guy's worst nightmare at the urinal. Uh, thanks for saying something, sir. I, I always imagine when I ask that, there's one guy in the back just going, should this be the time I come out? <laughs> should this be when I say it? Fuck you, Dad, I'm doing it. <laughs> I love the gay. They're the best people we got, you know? They're nothing but perks. They fix up neighborhoods. They're, they're nonviolent. And they're generally smart people. You never really meet an ignorant gay guy. You know, you never meet a gay guy who's like, I only love three things. My truck, my gun, and dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you never hear that, you know? And, uh, people always say to me, oh, Mark, you like gay so much. What if you had a gay son? I wouldn't mind having a gay son. Having a gay son's like finding a French fry in your onion rings. You know, you're like, well, it's not what I expected, but I like these two. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guy who... Probably isn't gay with that beard. <laughs> gay? No. All right. Um, I don't get the whole homophobia thing. Any homophobes here? All right. Um, I, uh, I did a show in Boston recently. I was talking to this guy after the show. I told him about a friend of mine who's gay. This guy goes, you have a gay friend? I wouldn't even shake a gay man's hand. I was like, Jesus Christ, why not? He goes, you know how many dicks are on that hand? <laughs> I was like, well, you shook my hand. Are you okay with my dick? Because uh, there's a lot of interaction between the two, all right? Yeah. Wow, that is terrible logic. You know who else touches a lot of dicks? Women. Uh, yeah, man, they put them all over. You're screwed. Come on. 
can't touch anything now. I don't get any hatred towards a whole group, you know? Like, I grew up in the South. A lot of people thought I was Jewish growing up. They'd be like, hey, man, you a Jew? And I was like, no, I'm not. And they're like, good, we're not crazy about the Jews. I was like, wow, it must be weird to hate something you can't even point out. <laughs> That's got to be frustrating, right? You know, like, like, if you hate Jews, you must sit on a bus staring at some guy like... I think I hate that guy. <laughs> Pretty sure I hate him. Uh, I'll tell you, if they're not wearing the little hats, I am clueless. <laughs> oh, yeah. Woo! Uh, like, I have four black friends right now, and, uh, you know, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, it used to be five, but it got a little overwhelming. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's one of them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, uh, you can't even bring up race anymore, but it's so weird, you know? Everybody just assumes you're thinking terrible things when you bring it up. Like, a, like I was at a party with one of my black friends. I had a couple beers with me, and I was like, hey, man, what's up with the whole no-swimming stereotype? You guys are the best athletes on the planet. You can't backstroke. What is that? I don't get it. And my friend was like, yeah, we just grew up in the inner city. No pool around, no lake house. I was like, oh, now I get it. And this guy goes, hey, man, that was ignorant. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's why I asked the question. <laughs> Now I know more about it. how we're going to get anywhere if we can't learn shit, you know? What if we did that with other subjects? Hey, man, what's A divided by two? Wow, I didn't know you were a Nazi. <laughs> oh, boy. This guy thought he was being so progressive by giving me shit, you know? I'm just wanting to learn about the culture. It's for the greater good. Just because it makes you uncomfortable for four seconds doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's better to learn. What if I did that with my dad? He's like, hey, I'm going to teach you about the birds and the bees. Ooh, that's awkward. Look, I know girls pee out of their butts, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> That's true, right? Ma'am? All right. Thanks, thanks for listening. Um, I, I'm seeing a gal right now. We, we, uh, we're fighting a lot. Ugh. We're fighting and we're poor, too, which is even worse. You know, you know the only thing worse than fighting with, this girl, with a girl is fighting when you're poor, because if she throws a plate at you, you're like, well, we're out of plates. All right, great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's good. Now when we fight, she throws a paper plate at me, which doesn't sound so bad, but... She crumples it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we still have the sex, wearing the condoms. Uh, a lot of people complain about condoms. I hate when people complain about condoms. Dude, you're lucky enough to put your penis inside of a woman. Shut up. All right? It's a thin layer of latex. You're not eating food with the wrapper on it. You're getting laid. Get over it, all right? What, you just can't have anything between you and someone else? You know, yeah, your dad's like, hey, son, give me a hug. Well, get that fucking shirt off, Dad. <laughs> Yeah, I want to feel this hug, God damn it. Let's go. Come on. All righty. Did some riding in the park today. Boy, you got some great parks here in, in L.A. Uh, I love going to the park because it's the only place you can see people trying to better their lives and people who have completely given up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's a magical place. Where else can you see jogging and heroin? You know what I mean? It's every walk of life. It's like gutter punk, dead body, hobo, field trip. All right. Hey, look at that. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, and the library is a lot like that. The library has smart people and hobos, but the park is so much crazier. It's like the library with, you know, trash and squirrels and protests, you know. Uh, it's a great... Where else can you see... A, where else can you buy a bag of weed next to a sign that says, keep off the grass? Yeah? It's a good time. All right. I, I, 
I took the I took a flight out here, which is nice. I usually take the train, the Amtrak, everywhere I go in the country. Boy, do I hate trains. A lot of people hate flying. I, I, I don't get that. I hate trains. Trains are the worst. Because if you, if you fall asleep on a train, they just keep going. You know? <laughs> they don't know where you live, and they don't care. That'll never happen on a flight to Chicago. You never wake up like, what the fuck? Are we in Cuba? Why didn't you wake me? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, if you miss your stop on a bus or a subway, you walk a couple extra blocks. You, know? you miss your stop on a train, you get out, and you're like, well, I guess this is my new life. <laughs> That's it. Spent a lot of time online. Uh, let me ask you guys this. You guys ever Google something, and then you notice on your Facebook wall there's an ad for the thing you Googled? Well, what the hell is that? I was on my Facebook wall day. There was an ad for sexy cougars. I was like, hey, Google... That was between us. <laughs> what the hell are you doing, buddy? I thought I could tell you anything. You're blabbing the neighbors? Take it easy. Now I'm all nervous around Google. Now it's like that guy I can't trust anymore, you know? Now every time I Google something, I'm very ambiguous. Now I'm like, uh, spicy Latinas or a friend. <laughs> yeah. Can't be too careful. Can I just say this to the ladies on Facebook? Are you on Facebook, ma'am? You are? Yes. You're very submissive. Um, can you gals on Facebook just make a photo album called Swimsuits? All right? It would save us all a lot of time. All right? All that clicking. You with your aunt. You with your cousin. You with your parents. What is this? A treasure hunt? Let's go. Come on. Give me the two-piece. Jeez Louise. But that's women in a nutshell. Even on Facebook, you still make us work for it. And now you're like, oh, you want to see me in a bikini? Well, you got to meet my whole family. <laughs> Just got the HBO Go. Yeah, yeah. You got the HBO Go, sir? Really? You seem more like a VCR kind of guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Just kidding. Love the HBO Go. So many great shows. I love how you can knock out a whole series in like two days. I love doing that. Don't you wish you could do that with relationships? Yeah, then I wouldn't have spent three years on Karen. Could have knocked the whole thing out in two days. I'd have been like, ah, she cheats some in the end. What a twist. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. I did not see that one coming at all. Wow, and who knew? I kill her. <laughs> hey. hey, this is good TV. Woo, boy. All right. Good crowd. Jeez, what should I end on? i got to wrap this puppy up. Uh, hmm. Talk about the gays. We got the blacks. Uh... <laughs> Asian gal, hello. Um, okay, you guys will suck dick for money. We got that, yeah, yeah, all right. VCR. Uh, but ending on a thing a lot in this, in this town. I'm trying to mix it up a bit. Ah, fuck it, I'll end on it. Um, I think we're talking about women, we're talking about sex. I've got to bring this up. Uh, I think women get the short end of the stick in the whole sex game. I really do. You know, guy has sex with a lot of girls, he's a cool guy. Girl has sex with a lot of guys, everybody makes fun of her. That's not fair. It's a double standard. I hate when guys pull this move. They go, hey, you know, I fucked that girl. I'm the man. And you go, yeah, well, she fucked him, too. And they go, oh, what a slut. <laughs> well, that's not fair. How come she's a slut now? How come she want a slut when she fucked you? You never hear a guy say that. Whew, she fucked me. What a whore. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you've got some problems, sister. Get your act together. This is a wake-up call. All right, go on. <laughs> I feel like we're so mean to promiscuous girls in this society, aren't we? Slut, whore, she's loose, she's easy. Well, what is that? Don't we all like sex? Why are we getting mad at the one group giving it away? You know? We all like American apparel, but if they have a sale, nobody calls them a whore. You know? I don't get it. we got a black president now, gay marriage is legal, yet sluts are still oppressed. You know? That's the one group in this country that still gets stepped on. And I'm the only guy sticking up for these women. Right? Yeah. 
Even women will stick up for them. Those sluts will ruin it for everybody. No, you could put out too. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely don't understand it. I feel like if we're going to make fun of a group of girls, let's make fun of the prude girls, right? They're the boring, annoying ones. Let's kick them off the high horse. They've had it too good for too long. Why do we reward these women? I don't put out till three months into a relationship. Yeah, because you have nothing else to offer. Get a personality together. Come on, kick it up a notch. Let's go. <laughs> Because let's be honest, prude girls, they're like mom and pop shops. We all pretend to like them, but they're more expensive and they close early. (laughs) Promiscuous girls are like Walmart. Everybody makes fun of them. Everybody talks down to them. When you're inside one at four in the morning, you're like, man, I'm glad these are around. (laughs) All right, thanks a lot. I'm Kevin Hart. Have a good night, everybody. Guys, Mark Norman. One more time with Mark Norman. I love him so much. I'm so glad he's back on the show tonight. Let's hear right now for Nate Bargatze. You guys give it up for Nate. Come on. Keep it going until he gets out here. There he is. Um, thanks. Took me a second to find the thing uh, to get out of here, which is embarrassing because it's the only curtain. So should have been pretty easy to be like, just go to the only curtain and go out that one. And I went through that whole curtain and hit every part of it without first just trying the middle. The first one should be like, just if you gotta walk out of a curtain, shoot for the middle, let's see what happens. And then we can go from there. Maybe at last resort we go to the ends. Because the ends will work. But I was hidden just like right in this area and then, and then a good bit right here. Good, I got stuck there for a second. So, and there's just a, I mean, it just couldn't be more like, I'm right here. Like, that's, the curtain's like, look, I'm right here. I don't know. Everybody else has found it. Why would you not find it? And I, I hit, you know, it was like I was just trying to touch the whole curtain, basically. It was like I loved it. And I was like, I just want to be a part of this entire, this entire curtain. I'm going to do the door maybe next time, you know? like a door it's no confusion with so I uh, I'm from uh, Tennessee originally I lived in New York for a while I liked it I went to a Pet Boys in New York to get my car looked at and I was standing in line they were taking forever so uh, we're getting pretty upset finally one of the fellow customers just starts yelling at the Pet Boys employees which I'm way on board with I would never do it, but I like when like other people do it. So I was like, good for you, dude. Just keep yelling. So he's screaming at him. Then a mechanic comes over and is like, you got to calm down. You can't yell at us like that. And the guy just keeps yelling. And I'm like, this guy's the best guy in the world. Like, he's getting stuff done. Because it's like, what are they going to do? They can't do anything. It's a big chain. And that's where I was wrong. Uh, because they fought him. I mean, they literally just fought him in front of us and then dragged him outside. And we just watched it. We just sat there, and I was like, I guess that's what they tell you all to do here at Pet Boys. I guess that's in the employee handbook. Is What if someone gets upset? Well, I'd like you to fight them in front of the other customers. So they get it. And then let's drag them outside so people driving by get it as well. You know what our motto is? Our motto is, what'd you say? That's what I thought you said. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, let's see if you get your car back. Try your brakes out. Why would they not work? They probably work. Uh, if 
I go to a lot of chain stuff. Mark was talking about Walmart. I'm a uh, I'm a big Walmart fan. Uh, not Kmart. I do look down on Kmart. That's where I think I'm better than Kmart. I'm Walmart. I'm in the middle. Like you know, I'm not Target. I'm not Old Money. I don't think I'm better than everybody. I am just right. No one likes Kmart. Kmart doesn't even look open when you go in there. You just walk in, you're like, you guys about to close for good? They're like, now we're open 24 hours. You're like, really? Wow. Uh, whew, are y'all going to cut the lights on on that side? Maybe get some stuff? At Kmart, like when you walk into Kmart, it looks like where you would go if you were going to buy stuff for your own Kmart. Like that's what... Like if you went in there and I was like, I would like this shelf for my Kmart that I'm about to open. I like this layout. Of... I ate a lot of like chain uh, food. I like a big Applebee's fan. We and I was with Mark. We went to San Francisco, and we were there and I ate at Applebee's in San Francisco. Like I just love it, because I just you know it's like there's no I just know what they're doing. So that's all I want to go when I go. I don't like you know I don't need to see everybody's idea on like a hamburger. I just like I like the way Applebee's does it. They don't care about their food. Like I don't like a lot of stuff. I'm like, I'm very picky. And, like, so if I go to, like, some, like, just mom-and-pop shop, like, food place, I'm like, I don't want peppers. Like, there's, like, a grandmother crying because it's, like, a family <laughs> recipe I'm wrecking. But Applebee's, you're just like, I don't want... They're like, I don't care. I could dump the food on the floor. And they're like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not Mr. Applebee. I don't care what you do to this food. I have no attachment to it. You're like, that's why I come here, all right? I come to a place that has no onion buttons. Like, it's not a big deal to say no onions. No? Okay. All right. It's a long... I uh, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody has Vonage, you know, the phone company, Vonage. It's for, like, uh, it's like if you have, like, a grandmother that won't leave her home country. You have to get it so you can call her, and it's cheaper. The reason they, uh, the reason it's cheaper is they don't have 911. That's, like, what they cut out. They don't really tell you that. Like, they don't advertise. They're not called We Do Not Have 911. That's what they should be called. They go by Vonage. And in the disclaimer on the commercial, they're like, our 911 is like a little different per se in the fact that we just don't even use it. That's the main difference. Their 911 is like, you, I think if you call someone, they answer and they're like, well, you better buck up and figure this out on your own. You're wasting time with me. I'm sure they've heard you now. So. You can, you know, figure it out. All right. I, uh, I married. Uh, I just went back to Nashville. We were just at home and went to Nashville. We went, on the, uh, went out on the lake. So uh, me and my wife go on the lake, and uh, we're like, uh, we went out with some buddies, and then we jump in the water. We're like floating around the water. And then uh, we see in another boat, she, my wife points out, it's her ex-boyfriend, like in this boat right near us. So I didn't even know who he was. I was, like, upset. I was, like, why would you even point him out? Like, it's, like she was, like, hey, are you having fun? I just want to stop that uh, <laughs> because that's, what, that's who I should be with. He's right there. <laughs> and so we're just floating in the water. So I'm, like, now I've got to, like, look. I'm staring at him, trying to see what his deal is. <laughs> but then I'm looking at my wife, too, to see. And she's kind of looking at him, like, well, what's that about? Like, you know, because it's embarrassing. I'm in the water with what he threw back. And... <laughs> So I'm sitting there. Well, he did, uh, you know. I mean, I still love her, but he didn't. So they talk, 
But I got her, don't worry. Uh, I'm not acting like I'm a huge catch either, all right? But so we're sitting there, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at her, looking at him, but then I start looking at him, and I can just feel it. Like, I feel like she's looking at him, trying to see what her life would be like if she didn't have me. But then I'm looking at him, and I'm like, well, that's what my life could be like if I didn't have her, you know? <laughs> basically, we would both own a boat. That's basically what it would be. If we didn't have each other, we would have a boat, so... Someone told me I should uh, fight him. They were like, you should just go fight him. I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, he's like in like a fishing boat. Like, I'm in the water. It's going to take me 45 minutes to get into that boat to fight him. Like a, like a long enough time. It, it really just depends on how much he does this. Like, if he does that a bunch, I don't know if I'll ever get in the boat. I might never get in if he just keeps doing this. I would have to get in and then just hope he would let me lay down for quite a while. And like, you know, like just let me dry off or something before we fight. But I just know that I'm pretty upset about what's going on. So, all right, thank you guys very much. Enjoy, uh, you know. Guys, one more time for Nate. Oh, that story is amazing. Guys, let's hear for everybody you've seen tonight. Tuesday night at 8 at uh, the UCB Theater. We also are available as a podcast, so if you like the show tonight and you want to just hear it again, try and find yourselves in your laughs, kind of experience that, find out how much you would have charged if you forgot how much you would have charged for a blowjob, and then you can listen back to hear what your rates are so you can write them down. Uh, you can do that, or, you know, anytime you can't come into the theater, we, we, we uh, put it out every week. It's a super fun show, so check us out on there and on Twitter at, at PYHT Show. Guys, I'm Cameron Esposito. Have a great night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <laughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.